0: Kai Boost is a 100% fan-created project. None of us are associated with Toei, Madman, Funimation, Manga Entertainment, or Fuji TV. We're just four nerds who really like Dragon Ball Z Kai, and we hope you will too, so long as you support the official release. Oh, and this show? Definitely not safe for work, so make sure your headphones aren't turned up so loud everyone will know your secret shame. This is the official part of it. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Zenkai Boost. It's the show where we watch and review Dragon Ball Z Kai. I'm Max Newland, and my power level is 27.
1: I'm Kevin Hilrich, and my power level is 72. My name's Blank Horliss, and my power level is Four.
2: My name is Max Kostrak, and my power level is 69. The sex Man. number. Yeah. What's <laughs> up you guys? I went there. Yes, you did. And that's how we're getting started today.
0: That's how we're getting started. We're already there. Deal with it. Mhm. This is kind of like we're a new edgy. in your face Zenkai boost. Oh yeah. we mm-hmm. We're hip. And this is a this is a pretty in your face episode, I think. Absolutely. That, that I feel like we should today. really
2: be getting in the listener's face. The one acoustically.
0: Okay, acoustically. Noise-wise, earways. Yeah. So now I just, okay, I, I let me introduce the show. This is a show where we're watching Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is a recut, remaster, reconfabulation of Dragon Ball Z, the anime everyone in the world watched in the 1990s. It moves very, very fast, as we are now seeing. Uh, did you, uh, Kevin and Max, I know you guys, l- last time we did this, you watched the um, original Dragon Ball Z episode after watching the, the episode We did the same
1: again, yeah. We're not doing a full watch. We're more just kind of like skimming through it, getting a Cliff's Notes version. But actually, the interesting thing is Kai is pulling ahead already in this episode, but not significantly because of anything that was cut, aside from Gohan being lost in the forest in the first episode. It's mostly just because of the way the two shows are approaching storytelling differently uh, uh, so far.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think it is going to pull ahead majorly once that filler comes into play, oh, but dude. for now. It is, no yeah, it is, Kai's pulling ahead, but was, I think it's only, what, I think, Kevin, we figured out half an episode ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, just about exactly. I wondered why I had false memories of the fight with Raditz already starting in this episode, and that must be why, because in, you know, Dragon Ball Z, the original airing, once they got here, they pretty much got right to it.
1: So where we are as, as far as, uh, well, I, I, we, can, we can do that later all. we Once we, get, once we sure. get to the end, we can talk about where the
0: two, two episodes end. It's just a fun preview for the end of mm-hmm. the podcast for our listeners
2: so uh i do want to note so just starting from the beginning let's talk about that opening one more time because yeah, last dude. time heard a lot of negative opinions whoa, whoa, about it
3: whoa, whoa. well we had a recap before that I, that opening
0: yeah there actually was oh, a we recap did 41 seconds. We, we, I we dove right into goku and piccolo's relationship again um, this time framed uh from the point of view of goku seeing piccolo arrive after raditz leaves or wait is that it I, i'm not sure uh, I'm I'm messed up on the timeline of this episode. Oh no!
2: I do remember seeing Goku headbutt Piccolo though. Uh, they showed a clip of that, and I did want to just stop on that for a moment, even though it's not Dragon Ball Z, because I wanted to ask you, Kevin. You're a little bit of a martial arts master. Is that a is that a good move to do? Headbutt someone else in the stomach
1: you know, to finish them off? I really wouldn't uh, wouldn't recommend it. Uh, in, mm. in in all but the most dire of scenarios. Uh, clearly, yeah. you know. That was a pretty uh a pretty knockdown drag out brawl. This was basically the climactic fight of dragon Ball and it is awesome if you guys ever have the chance to go back and watch it, I highly recommend it at least see at least watching that fight well most of the martial arts tournaments are pretty great as as long as you skip the comedy the comedy bits but anyway this is i'm- this is just dragging on let's proceed
3: speaking of dragging on How did you,
2: uh, i can I just ask a question real quick
1: nope. How how was it the Goku beat King Piccolo? By uh, actually headbutting through his stomach. Literally, like, straight through his chest.
2: Well, I don't think they showed that
1: part.
0: Did you guys know that's how Houdini died?
2: (laughs) It was one of those David Blaine-style tricks where they set him up, they had him chained up. And then the kid was in a cannon and it launched right through him. It was crazy.
0: Mind freak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So cool.
3: Anything else in that recap? Oh, how did you guys feel about the pace of that recap? I know I'm thinking back to having to skip like six minutes into like a one piece episode to actually get past the recap. This was
2: like I said, 41 seconds. I took
0: this pretty cut and dry, clean and easy.
2: It is recapping one episode, to be fair, so Let's keep an eye on that as,
0: as we move ahead. I, I'll be sure. And, Max, to answer your original question, um, if when I ignore the fact that there is a man singing these words in English to me, I'm very pleased with this music. I Here's find the it thing, quite I pleasing and catchy. I have trouble
2: latching onto the words themselves. It's almost like they're unknowable, unhearable. Like I, I, I can tell it's English sometimes, but I can't quite make out what is happening? They
0: are I definitely. Agree. I wish they were unknowable and unhearable, uh, because the lyrics are very, very bad. I really do they, feel like so I stroke bad. out. Like there's just certain things I hear. Blaine, you shouldn't be stroking out while we're recording this podcast. Oh, no, that's, that's gross. <laughs> Come
2: on, dude. That's highly inappropriate, <laughs> like, Blaine. Oh, oh, oh that, <laughs> I know those muscles are drawn really detailed, but <sighs> that just—I I see where you went with that. It took me a moment. But
3: <laughs>
0: sorry, Blaine. But no, sorry, uh, blast uh, Like that, man. Uh, it's just. Like some of the
3: lines in it feel like they fit DBZ or DB Kai
0: or Kai. I mean, they kind of do. Is the thing like they're kind of talking about the plot? Like it's it's written from Goku's perspective, basically.
2: It's just the love line. So this is Goku's song.
0: Yeah, it's about how oh. he loves his family and um, oh yeah. he fights to protect the world so he can keep them safe, et cetera, et cetera. It's very generic. Well, that's the thing
1: with with anime openings is they get they're kind of tangentially related to the show that they're you know featured in. But not really exactly. I just have
2: to say, I I really, the whole idea of the anime opening has always struck me as really strange. I don't think I can't think of a lot of other media forms that do this.
1: Sitcoms don't they tend to give away a lot. Yeah, too?
2: sitcoms do it for for uh, no Kevin. I got I got to, I got to stop real quick here because Kevin, sitcoms do it for thirty seconds and then it moves on and it doesn't show every character running past the screen or lightning bolts or, or like, I, like sitting it,
0: it, on a hillside. It
2: is so I I would love that if that was a sitcom opening. Oh, oh
0: my Jesus. god, please Can you guys imagine friends in this style? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> anime friends hey, Is that not what your show is? <laughs> oh, this is, yeah. yeah, this is basically the anime equivalent. I mean, Goku and Chi Chi are so Ross and Rachel, you guys. <gasps> yeah, oh, that's really not true, actually. No. This is one thing
2: I wanted to maybe get into a little bit with um, having Kevin you having seen all of Dragon Ball I don't know the context for a lot of these characters. What is Chi-Chi like originally? Oh boy okay.
0: This is a cool story actually. This is gonna get weird. All right, This may end up being being apocrypha apocrypha, but but this this is gonna be a very very cool story. story. Alright
1: so uh, Goku and Bulma have been on their journey for a little while. They encounter Ox Mountain an enormous castle wreathed in an Endless flame. It's said that there is a legendary treasure within, but that nobody can get into the castle and anybody who tries will be murdered by the Ox King. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, predictably, they uh, get in a fight with the Ox King. The Ox King eventually realizes that Goku is a pupil of Master Roshi and he was also a pupil of Master Roshi once upon a time. So he asks Goku if Goku will go and bring Master Roshi because Master Roshi possesses an artifact with which he could put out the flames on Ox Mountain. And Ox Mountain is his castle. He just wants his castle back. So
2: his castle's just on fire all the time. He's like, oh, I really wish it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it's just on fire. And they go back and they get the thing. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, Kevin. It's like a big fan. (laughs) Um, But it's broken or it's lost or something. It's destroyed because Master roshi spilled something on it probably his beard oh because he's a dirty old drunk
1: man so uh (laughs) in in the process on the way from ox mountain to to kame house goku uh encounters this very strangely dressed little girl who has a helmet with a blade on the top of it that can shoot lasers out of a jewel
0: on the forehead uh, yeah yeah, that uh she she can't She never throws it? She throws that fucking thing and it goes through the air so good. Oh! She kills a dinosaur with it.
1: Yeah, I have no questions about this. He... Uh, befriends her, and there are a series of humorous mishaps because Goku still isn't quite clear on what a girl is because he's a feral child.
0: God, <laughs> Bulm is the only other one he's ever met,
1: and oh boy, are oh. there some weird mishaps after that. Dragon Ball was heavily edited
0: for American television. It's a very horny TV show. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's it's a whole Sorry. it's a whole uh, pervy comedy of errors,
0: and somehow it turned into this. Somehow it became this fucking space opera. I can't wait for the Ox King to come back, right? This little girl that Goku encountered
1: uh, was Chi-Chi, daughter of the Ox King. Chi-Chi means boobs, if y'all don't know. Riveting. <laughs> Thanks. Of course it does. Uh, so uh, Goku goes and brings Master Roshi back to the mountain because the fan's destroyed, but Master Roshi can still put the put the fire out. Uh, because at this point in time in the series, Master Roshi is the strongest man in the world, and that's not an exaggeration.
0: And also, nobody has shot a beam yet. No, no beams have been shot out of anything—hands, eyes—that
1: surprises me. Mouths. Technically, a beam was shot out of uh, Chi Chi's forehead thing.
0: Yeah, but like nobody has, nobody has done like, a, like a,
1: a trademark beam. Yes. So Master Roshi, still the you know the same spindly old man that, you know, that we, we saw in these first couple episodes approaches the mountain and gets fucking ripped.
0: Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking he about. He just turns enormous. He doesn't even seem to, like, concentrate on it. He just, like, bam.
1: And in the... the ver- For the very first time in the entire series, uh, uses the Kamehameha to put the fire on the, on the mountain out, destroying the mountain in the process.
0: It's a very cool moment.
1: That's actually pretty cool yeah
0: if you don't have context for the kamehameha as a thing it's like what the fuck
1: immediately after this goku imitates this and destroys bulma's car cool uh, 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 cool cool cool
2: okay and while we're talking about dragon ball i want to i do want to like sort of bring us back into the the episode we did watch in this um, fucking because, show
0: about dragon ball z kai um
2: uh, yeah yeah because this is a show about dragon ball z kai so sorry um but let's talk for a second about the um the flashback they have at the beginning of this episode when they're when raditz is like did you hit your head and then all of a sudden all of a sudden we get a fun flashback where it turns out goku was found in a little pod uh by by master
1: roshi is that
2: right no No, no, that's
0: grandpa uh, yeah
1: by grandpa oh right son gohan yeah his grandpa he's a friend of roshi right right i get those two mixed up let's talk about how when they, they decide that a planet is, you know, not really all that much effort, they don't just skip it. <laughs> they send a fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> How is Goku the first time that, that, that an infant has injured its head?
0: Kevin, the answer clearly is that even as infants, sands are nuclear bombs and we are like extraordinarily lucky.
2: Yeah, I think that was the implication they were going for. But at the same time, why send a baby if a baby has? I mean, did he still have a soft spot at this point? Like what happened? Because they get hit in the head a lot more later on without losing so
1: many brains. And he's like, he doesn't even like like they're not. He, he's he's straight up. He just says it. We we send our infants. He's proud of it. How do the babies know what to do?
2: I don't think they did. I think it was just the idea of like drop an infant down here. They'll naturally like destroy stuff and then we'll come pick them up around preschool and, you know, put him in the public education system after he's annihilated every living thing on this planet. It's kind of terrifying, actually. It really is. I mean, it's pretty fucked I up. I actually do prefer that as like a, a narrative piece.
0: Now, so something that struck me as interesting is what Raditz is telling us about the business model is how it puts it in such very explicitly business terms. He even says that they liquidate the, oh, the yeah. people as though they are like fungible assets yes. to be sold. I assume slavery, which is so. I love it because it's like the. I, maybe this is just my memory not being as good as I think it is, but I really don't remember them discussing this aspect of the 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 intergalactic like planet trade in the original cut in the in DBZ.
1: There's nothing really that we're seeing in Kai that we didn't see in Dragon Ball Z. Just there there was a lot of other stuff surrounding it, so it kind of got lost in the
0: shuffle. Yeah, like a lot of stuff. Like just buckets of dumb shit that doesn't matter. (laughs) Sorry, I'm being really harsh right now. That was harsh.
1: Well, to be fair. My first uh, watch through uh, of Kai, I noticed a few things that were incredibly bizarre and had never made any narrative sense that were, you know, that, that finally made sense to me yeah because the ocean dub was gone
0: <laughs> so okay so we get we learn from Reddit's what the saiyans do and what's up with them um i are also there's some something interesting oh he refers to a meteor that strikes planet vegeta and eliminates yeah. all the saiyans so this is some pretty cool info now that now we learn that what we saw earlier with bardock was privileged information yeah Yes. That very, very few people had access to. In fact, pretty much only Frieza and his immediate...
1: Everybody else that was there is dead. (laughs) No witnesses. Uh,
0: Including all... He liquidated his own fighting force. The man is ruthless. And I think I remember reading... Something about Akira Toriyama talking about how he based Frieza on like real estate moguls. Yeah, yeah, what? Like, yep. <laughs> real, yeah. No, he based Frieza on the people who caused like the 2008 financial crisis. Like that's, that's incredible. His whole model for a villain is this we're gonna get dude real political
2: given... here on the DB. I'm just fan saying, I like, did not he realize said that, that. That's, technically that's he did because
0: this was back in the 80s when the well, this yeah, thing. not on specifically the 2008 financial crisis, but you know what I mean. Like, the, but no, I'm saying we can draw the comparison. Banksters who who bankroll, you know, who who stomp all over other people's lives to you know, you know, make tons and tons of money and, and whatever. And that's the kind of dude freeze is. Yes. It's like a, it's a corporate villain. And so I think it's so interesting to have a setting like this with that sort of corporate style villain to have this sort of like semi fantasy, very, very, very very soft sci-fi.
2: Cause yeah, honestly, you look at some of the stuff that's happening in the show and I would expect all the villains for their motivation to be like, well, I'm going to blow up the earth uh, specifically for that reason. Like, because I want to,
0: we get shades of that though, because oh, yeah, that's what Piccolo starts out as, and it's in fact he mentions in this episode it's the only reason he wants to help Goku. Well, and his his
1: uh, his goal was not world destruction; it was world domination. Yeah, King Piccolo does rule the world for a brief period of time.
0: Then he gets Houdini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can I? Can I? It's really interesting. Uh, a lot of Western heroes, superheroes especially, are um, are marked or even defined by reluctance or outright re- refusal to kill. Goku, our hero in this series, murdered a man by headbutting through his chest when he was like 11.
2: In fact, it's this very episode where the line comes out where everyone is surprised. Goku would never kill yes. anyone, um, they say. Exactly <laughs> He's
0: definitely already killed people. He has explicitly killed that man. That. That man's father, right there. <laughs> Phew. Which Goku also says a cuss in this episode. You guys, when did he say a cuss? I don't know if you caught it. No, he says "damn you" after Raditz flies oh. away. Oh, I'm glad oh. I had to rewatch that because
3: I, Edgy. I thought that was uh, Gohan. The first time I had to quickly jump back a couple seconds to, like,
1: Holy double shit. check. I wish. You guys, old school subtitles, like the, like the bootleg subtitle versions, you had to, had, had to download over, like, peer-to-peer networks back when we discovered the series in middle school. Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying fucking shit all the time. <laughs>
0: it's so funny.
3: I think we should definitely go back to how Raditz is the exposition king. That dude gets things moving. Wow, Holy yeah, he really
2: move. does say a lot.
0: He's like exposition embodied physically I attribute that facet of his character like the way they use him that way, to how bad his dialogue is like there's no he he is the only character so far that is so cringy to me anytime he speaks, and I think it's probably just because they for this for this edit anyway, they pretty much just wrote him as like a big one big exposition i guy.
1: mean yeah, and yeah. he's i mean he is the weakest villain in the series. I think it's interesting. Because in, in most other series, the protagonist's evil long-lost brother would probably usually be like Endgame-level villain, and not the chump who gets off in the first couple episodes.
2: Who who also, by the way, I want to mention, as in some sort of intimidation tactic, mentions that he's the weakest brother. He's like, oh yeah, I got two stronger big brothers, and they're gonna also come kick your butt.
0: <laughs> We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. That's towards the end of the episode. True, true. I just... I... But
3: he's sorry
0: i know we're bouncing around he's
3: really good for
0: the plot progression
3: a little a little too much where i say he's kind of blunt but he comes in for sure he immediately goes you had a head injury didn't you and then this goes i'm gonna take your son take your son and we're gonna do this now we're gonna go over here he's very good at just getting us rolling he he really rockets
0: you forward raditz cranks the stakes up to 11 as soon as he arrives like absolutely they're, they're at total equilibrium before raditz shows up And he wastes absolutely no time in and raising the stakes like as high as they can go for the scale of the story at the moment. Kill 100 people or I will kill your son. Your I, son. I love
2: that actually. I really liked that. It. it was like, oh, you need to have 100 corpses here by tomorrow.
0: Yes. It's not just go kill a bunch of people. It says go kill 100 people, bring their bodies here or I'm going to kill your son, my my nephew. And he
2: even offers a little bit of like extra credit. He's like, well, you can kill more also.
0: Like
1: that's an that. If you, if I love you that.
0: get a taste Brownie for it, point. he said, which I thought was mm. wow.
1: That is kind of spooky. I like, that was a good line.
0: Raditz is a creep. (laughs) I mean, I really like Raditz as a villain, but he's a creep.
3: Uh, I like how no one bothers to try and stop him from taking Gohan, or like he just keeps
0: walking. I mean, would you try to stop this man from doing anything? Goku
1: definitely tried to stop him, and then he got taken the fuck down.
0: I, I I would actually
1: say no, he didn't. I would say he said, no, don't, stop, I'm warning you. Raditz
3: walked up to him, he did not swing at true. him, he didn't do anything, Raditz is the one
0: who takes the initiative. Raditz sucker punches yeah. him, like right in the, well, sucker knee, knees him, and this is also, I want to point out, this is the first significant action in this series as we know it, in the Shonen fighting anime series, and it's our main character getting the wind knocked out of him so bad he can't get up
3: oh no and he's on the ground forever no one and no one wants to really help him up immediately they're all just (laughs) they're like well we wanted
2: to help but he was just so strong but it's goku like what are they gonna do it's like uh
1: at this point in the series he's the strongest man in the world if he gets his ass beat
0: there's nothing any one of them can do. <laughs> they're going to get balled up like paper but, towels and thrown in the garbage. But you see,
3: they also have in other bits. And I mean, I don't want to go into later episodes, but they're characters who know that someone's stronger than them. And then they get in that crunch moment where... One of their friends is down, and they end up headbutting a villain, or they end up jumping out to take a bullet or something, and they're, they're very well aware of it. I I think oh, that, shit, that's yes. not that's they, not it, what
0: this is though. That's
1: <laughs> how is this not what this is? This if anything, this is an even higher because none
0: of them know anything about what the situation. Also, this is like Bulma and and Master Roshi.
1: And Krillin. The only legit fighter there aside from Goku is Krillin, and Krillin cannot do anything.
2: He, he just literally got kicked in the previous house. episode just got through. Yeah, he got thrown through a
0: house. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, wait, is the house still standing? Is my yeah. house still there? Yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. Wow,
2: it was just the corner of the
0: house he got launched. Very into. sturdy construction. So, so anyway, um, did y'all also notice, like, in a big way? They basically rehashed, like, the last 15 seconds after the uh, commercial cut with the eye catch. They did. That does happen sometimes. It's It's like, man, it just feels like a lot. Maybe it's just because I'm privileged and I'm from the the age of Netflix and YouTube and whatnot, an ad block on my PC. But, like, I feel like I just haven't seen a commercial break in a thing in so long that it's weird to, like, they, like, stand out.
3: Raditz comes back. And goes. Hey, I need to
2: remind you, in case you didn't listen from fifty
3: yeah. seconds
0: ago, in case you haven't been listening about anything I've said since I kicked you. The McRib you. is back. I guess that's kind of a weird nitpick. Well,
2: well you know, it, I think it just plays more into more of what Raditz is, which is the exposition dump. He's here to tell you some more again.
0: And this was supposed. This was airing on TV. So I mean, it was airing on TV. Wait, did Kai get a TV run? Yes, it's awesome.
3: I know this because I can remember little bits of it. Uh in college with you guys, actually.
2: I want to um, talk a little bit about uh, what happens next in this episode when um, Goku and Piccolo decide to team up.
0: Is this like, and how he kind of just drop, drops by just to be rude.
2: Yeah, yeah. Why Why did he show up there?
0: Hey, uh, I, I saw this really strong dude and he flew off in your direction, so I figured I'd just show up to watch you get clowned on.
2: <laughs> nice bruise, chump. <laughs> um, and then they come up with what is... Uh, I I thought, and this is not knowing the series very well, a very uh, interesting plan to grab the tail.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh no! That yeah, this this calls back to Dragon yeah. Ball.
0: Tails are a Saiyan's weak point,
2: so they know that this is gonna like mess him up if they get the tail. This isn't just like because it works on cats.
0: <laughs> that that
3: plan had
0: like a question mark
3: question mark profit. I grab his tail, and then you're kind of like, and then what are you gonna do?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. At that point, he's essentially powerless. Uh, and they know this because Goku, when he was a child, had a tail, and anytime somebody grabbed it, uh, it would uh, not only cause him terrible pain, but he was basically completely immobilized.
0: So, for some, so we know that the tail is also key to turning into the moon. So, there's something going on in Saiyan physiology with this thing. I'm sorry, holy shit! I said <laughs> that in the coolest way <laughs> Every time he sees a monkey, he turns into the moon, <laughs> <It just laughs>
2: destroys half yeah, the planet. Dude.
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's why we had to get rid of that damn thing. <laughs> okay, so when he werewolves out and turns into a big monkey, it's it's because of his tail. And they mentioned that in this episode that Raditz chastises him for having his tail cut off uh, because it's apparently the key to the Saiyan's full power. So it just, I think there's so much interesting stuff going on with Saiyan physiology. I know this is like the softest possible sci-fi, but...
2: Well, I, and jumping ahead a little bit, Goku does become insanely powerful without that tail. So is that maybe just bullshit? Um, I, I don't. I mean, because he becomes like kind of inarguably the most powerful dude.
3: Honestly, they kind of forget about it. I know. So it is it kind like like of like when yeah, when, when uh... Toriyama in an interview said that he would forget about drawing tails later on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I bet that is tough. Up to, to that
1: point, a lot of the power that Goku accesses later on in the series had in in Saiyan culture been just considered to be a, a myth or a legend. Uh, so the, the largely the uh the greatest power that they um were really cognizant of at that point was the ability to transform into an Ozaru. Oh, learn a new word. Is that That's, the big monkey?
0: It's a big monkey for you uh for you folks across the pond. And it's because
1: it's a, a multiplication of their power of their power level when they transform. It's like
0: exponential, isn't it? It's like I mean, Raditz even says that and he's like he's talking in very literal terms. It's Exponential, but we can get into that when we actually start seeing these bad boys in action, which we will in due fucking time because of how well this series moves. We get a little glimpse here of uh, right after this moment with Piccolo, uh, of Raditz demonstrating what will end up being his fatal flaw, which is uh, the dumb impulse he has to think that Gohan's strength is just his scouter fucking up even though his scouter oh yeah is that was a fine. major mistake his scouter is like it it reads goku and piccolo and all that perfectly fine but he thinks it's messing up just because he's getting one extra high reading from the kid
1: well he he then when he sees but he has very he has, he has no pattern recognition because as soon as he as soon as he realizes that they are actually on their way uh he he doesn't really stop to consider oh wait shit so maybe that other one wasn't broken either
0: so guys i really think that being kind of dumb might be like a through line for goku's family like we don't know his we we only know bardock we don't know his mom
2: yeah she's dead (laughs) dead. uh, yeah we just did discuss last episode (laughs) that that,
0: that happened she's dead um but i want to talk about my favorite thing Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is what we get a little glimpse of. They don't go into it as as in as much detail as they did in the ocean dub. But it happens. It happens. So when Goku and Piccolo land, and Raditz is knocking on them for how weak they are and how they're little babies, he's gonna crush them. Piccolo says, "You're full of shit." Takes off his hat, takes off his shoulder pads, and throws them to the ground, and they hit with like a thunk. And there's some screen shake. just gets kicked out. And Goku's like, oh, you're taking off your training weights, huh? And then he strips down and leaves one layer because when they're just hanging out day to day... <laughs> These guys are wearing like hundreds of pounds on their body and that's their like training method. Yeah, it's
2: the weighted clothing so, system. So
0: this is this the is metaphor the... that we all came up with Goku's weighted training shirt is when you learn how to do something the wrong way so that by the time you learn how to do it the right way you're already amazing at it. <laughs> you can
2: really use it in a you lot You can of use that.
0: That's, that's for fantastic. free. You can have that one. You're welcome. <laughs> our,
2: g- our gift to the world. Release this dub.
0: <laughs> in the ocean dub I remember them going into detail about how much each thing weighed and like it feel it felt like kind of a small amount for people who can like fly and shoot lasers i think it's like a 50 or 100 pounds yeah it's like goku's shirt and is 50 I, pounds and his shoes are 20 and his bracelets are five
2: I, I did want to touch on for a moment the flying um because goku at this point he has um this little nimbus cloud mm. yeah that he rides around on Piccolo can fly, and he's kind Ken of braggy does. about it too. Cool. He's kind of like, "I'll go, my, I'll go my way," and he's like, "And he, you know, he 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 does that." Can Goku not fly yet?
0: Apparently not. No, I don't remember. I think it may be one of the things he learns with King Kai, uh, but we'll find that oh. out too. Mm-hmm. I remember him at some point
3: flying through snake way i think that he's
1: he does fly on his on his way back but that might just be i don't know because then he then he because then he rides the nimbus to the battlefield maybe he just chooses Mm. he forgets he's
0: kind of you know he's dumb maybe he just feels like loyalty to it because he he was he had nimbus for so long (laughs) yeah i don't know it's like his pet it's like his pet cloud buddy but yeah weighted armor great Weighted oh, armor and yeah, actually, while
2: we've been having this discussion, I didn't reveal this to you guys, but I've sort of I've been constructing my own weighted clothing. Oh, um, and I think this is something we should all try. Just if we, I think it'd be great if, along with the podcast, as the podcast grew, we also grew and got like really buff and strong it's, and could fight.
0: I already, I'm way ahead of you, uh, and I have a five year plan that that involves doing a real kamehameha.
2: Excellent, excellent. So you're already ahead of me. I've just got a, I've got a dress shirt on right now that I've got buttoned up, and I'm just sort of stuffing books into. It. Uh, so it's tucked into my pants, so it creates a, a filter, and so I've got a lot of weight. It's, it's it is sort of sitting in the belly area a lot, but I do I'm I'm feeling now, stronger Max, already.
0: Max, here's the problem: is that if your belt comes undone, then all the books fall out of your pants. That is true. So
2: I do have a limit
0: here. That that's the problem. <laughs> that's the one problem that I am noticing with this plan. <laughs> Oh, man, we're almost to the end of this episode, you guys. This felt like a short one.
1: Yeah, it did. It kind of zoomed we, by and I
0: think we've only been recording for like 38 minutes. I'm talking about yep. literally the episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai of Kai. Yeah, it's yeah. like a short one.
2: I, for some reason, thought we had like another half episode to go when it yeah, ended same. when I was watching it. I was like, oh, whoa, it's over. So much of the episode is info dump. It is, and they kind of have to do that, I
0: guess. There's some really cool art stuff I noticed going on at the very end of this episode as uh, Raditz is talking about his Saiyan friends. The people doing the illustrations, I don't know if it was Toriyama actually working on the animation for the show, but some of the cells have this really cool like, uh, painting effect going on in between the three characters to sort of illustrate the like the feeling of menace that Raditz emanates. Yeah, I noticed that. And it's really interesting. They don't do it a, a whole whole lot later on in the show. Um but I I did really like it. And then they did this crazy like color flashes when he mentioned specifically that they were strong as fuck and coming to fuck everyone up.
1: Reveals to our heroes that he is in fact the weakest of the three living Saiyans.
0: I'm actually the 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 stupid bad one. <laughs>
1: You know the
2: muscle aliens? They don't even like me.
1: I'm the worst. So weak, we find out later on that the Saiyans can literally grow uh, creatures as powerful as he is.
3: How did you guys take away from the end of this episode? Do you guys feel like this ended well? Did you, were you satisfied with how it ended? I'm so
0: itching and ready to watch that next one and get to see some fucking fists flying What I came here for.
2: Oh, absolutely. I want to see some fighting. I mean, that is what this series is, you know, centered around mostly. And I'm excited to see like an actual big old fight. Because what yeah. we've seen so far is like Raditz hold up a big, like, you know, uh, blast laser and get ready to shoot it at Piccolo. And we did see him um completely beef uh Krillin and knee Goku. Uh, but we haven't really seen, like, a, a, an actual fight sequence yet, so I am excited to actually see that happen.
0: I know I mentioned at the end of the last episode that we would get right into some shit with this one, but I was wrong, and I promise, 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 this time I mean it. I am so excited. The next episode, right off the bat, we are in the mess, and it gets nasty.
3: Y'all enjoy how, it's Goku, like, when at the very end of Goku speaking, he's like, oh, Piccolo wants me to hold him for a bit. Okay, that can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, he doesn't even consider. I think it's very bold of them, also, to just announce that bold, comma do, stupid of Goku to just announce flatly that they have a strategy.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's he's very very trusting. He's of a thousand Piccolo. percent, but he would trust fall into Piccolo from the moment they met. Should we team up? Yes. Okay, best buddy. I mean, that's why Team Four Star is so great. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a great take on their relationship, and it's so entertaining. Um, especially when you when you do what they do and emphasize like you know smaller aspects of the character trait, like Goku being dumb and Piccolo being grumpy. He really is grumpy. I've never seen a Shonen series that starts like this. That this is very
1: with, much set up as two outmatched opponents just desperately trying to take him down by whatever
0: means, which is a r- r- very interesting decision for the first the first fight. This kind of desperate struggle. They usually. Like a, like, I don't know, a a moderately scary villain that's ends up being an easy, like really easy to be, to demonstrate how cool and awesome the Shonen protagonist is.
2: But no, instead we've just seen how, how awful of a father he is. How bad he sucks. And how he has, um, brain problems. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) that he's just kind of dumb. So, yeah, we're really, I think this may be part of his arc though. We're setting the bar real low.
0: So Goku can just clear it. He comes back safe. Yeah, absolutely to the bar. great. Good job. I wanted to mention real quick when you were talking about Raditz's laser blast, uh do you remember what he said about that in the Ocean dub? Anyone? Oh, Anyone? God, he says I he says,
1: keep, "Look at the birdie." Keep your eye on the
0: birdie. <laughs> what? <laughs> keep your eye on the birdie. Yeah, just that. Incredible. Yeah, so when we all uh when when the Dragon Ball Z video games came out and we learned what the names of Raditz's attacks were, for many of us, like myself, it was kind of a big surprise. That they
2: had names that weren't little birdies? Do, do you remember any? Uh,
0: double Sunday, Saturday Crash. Oh my god! Weekend, Vacation That's Delete. Terrible. It was a very
2: like, Solomon Grundy themed... Oh, you, you just
3: made
0: me remember something. What is it, what is it? How did Saiyans know humans were called humans? Dude... I'm, if we start asking too many questions about this, why does Raditz speak English? <laughs> that's, that's, that's just the common language. Though. Why do all of the Saiyans speak English? Now, now here's, here's a great one. Why does Vegeta speak English with an English accent?
2: <laughs> Very good questions, all of these.
3: Actually, I'm thinking about this. Uh, besides the Namek people who can... Economic. Is there any are there any other languages in either Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball Super that you can think of like where they had they have to dub it underneath? I love
0: how conspicuously absent Dragon Ball GT was in your some summation of because Dragon Ball series it doesn't DC. exist because <laughs> it doesn't exist. In fact, I'm not even certain what I just said. You mean you mean lost dimensions? G T G D Vegede? <laughs> you talking about Vegede? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, when I was little and I was watching the show, uh, my grandma used to give me a hard time about it because, you know, anime is very overblown and I was, a, you know, I was like six mm-hmm. and she used to refer to v- Vegeta as Velveeta to get my goat. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> Did you get mad about that? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, he's not Velveeta. <laughs> he's Stop <a> it. <laughs> His name is Vegeta. Oh. Of course I got mad about it. I was a, I was a middle schooler watching anime. I was mad about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Middle school's rough, guys. I don't want to get... We can <laughs> got stop. Dark. Our kids, but middle school's a hard time for a kid. Do you need a moment?
1: So, uh, this episode, uh, we, we the the episode ends on Raditz's revelation that uh, the two Saiyans, other than him... My
0: two biggest, stronger friends are gonna come kick your butt.
1: Yep. Just like that.
0: So we are like one and a half episode. We're about a half...
1: We're about a, almost half an episode ahead. So, um, not a, not a huge difference yet, and mostly just because of the, the the change in pacing from the original episode, more than anything
0: that was cut out in this one. I think that this episode did a good job of getting me charged up. I'm charged up. I'm ready for episode three.
2: I'm so excited. I think it's actually great to watch it one episode per week because if I watch this all in a row, I, I don't think I'd have the same wouldn't, tension I have be right special. now. Like, I'm super. I'm so pumped for this next week. You, you guys, guys,
0: this is a special show. This is a special podcast, and you're my special friends. Uh, of course, this
2: is all special buddy time
0: anyway thanks for joining us for special buddy time also known as Zenkai boost a dragon ball z kai watch and review stravaganza i'm max newland
2: i'm kevin Hilrich. i'm blaine corliss and i'm max kostrak
0: and remember power levels don't matter
2: stop recording